Welcome to the Diaries of a Witch podcast. My name is Angelica Krejci. I'm a Capricorn Sun, Cap Rising, and a Sagittarius Moon. I'm a professional astrologer and intuitive coach living in Salem, Massachusetts. This podcast is perfect for you if you're ready to enchant your everyday life, manifest success, and step into your full power. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode. This episode was partially inspired by a question that I received on Instagram. I didn't ask me anything. And the question was, what are the little witchy things that you do on an everyday basis that help you just feel better and get in touch with your spirituality and with your power? And I loved the question so much. And it was very synchronistic because it's already what I wanted to talk about today. It was already something that I was like, okay, I really want to share like my spiritual non-negotiables, like the things that I always do. And when I haven't done them in the past, it's just like, I just don't feel as good. Um, So we'll start by talking a little bit about keeping schedules and how I do that and what that looks like for me because keeping a schedule is something that I've always kind of struggled with and I actually love using human design for this. Um, Human design is something that I want to learn more about. I'm not an expert by any means in human design, but um, I do like the ways that it it, you know, you can use it alongside other modalities. And I find human design to be a really great way to understand your energy levels. Um, there's so much in there about the way that your body works best and the way that you're meant to express yourself and your energies and all of that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I'm a generator, but I'm also a quad right. Um, Quad right is in reference to the variables in human design. They're like the little arrows that are um, at the very top of the body graph chart. And all four of my arrows are pointing right, which makes me a quad right in human design. And what I've heard about quad rights in human design is that the world is sort of like in the human design worldview. The world is sort of leaning more towards that right um, element, I guess you could say. The right um, in human design represents femininity and sacred divine feminine energy and receptivity and receiving and flowing energy, um, just like the feminine energy kind of in general. And left energy is more of the very analytical, logical um sort of, I guess you could say masculine um, equivalent in a way. Um, So right is that flowing and um, receptive and psychic kind of energy. And then left is like that very logical, um, very like cut and dry um, energy. And so um, being a quad right, something that they recommend is not to have a really strict daily routine. Um, It's kind of like, when I think of like fixed energy in astrology, the fixed signs, um, Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius, um, I think of them as almost kind of partially embodying that left energy. And and I don't want to say that it's like fully, like that's the correspondence because I think there's a lot of um, 
<clears throat> nuance in there and there are some of those signs that I maybe wouldn't attach to that energy necessarily, but it kind of reminds me of that fixed energy of like fixed signs doing really well with um, having routines and carrying out tasks on a daily basis and, and for the most part being able to sort of see the, the their progress through. Um, <clears throat> whereas me as a cardinal sign and a mutable sign, you know, being a cap um, stellium, sun rising, and sag moon, which is mutable, um, I find it really difficult to keep those schedules and to like keep that steady progress going um, in, unless I really like commit to something or have a more spiritual motivation behind something or that sort of thing, which, which makes these routines helpful in a sense that a lot of them are spiritual. But Anyway, so all of this um, kind of goes in line with the human design idea of me not being able to or not ideally keeping a schedule. And it's not a bad thing. It's just something that needs to be more fluid for me. Um, and so <clears throat> some of these things that I'm going to talk about are not things that I necessarily do every single day, like around the clock, <laughs> like it happens. But I've noticed that some of them are, like some of them are things that I commit myself to daily, or some of them are things that I commit myself to in cycles. And I'll talk a little bit about that. I actually want to do another whole podcast on working with the cycles of your, of your like natural lunar cycles or like your menstrual cycle um, because it's been something that I've been following for like the last month and a half and it's been literally life-changing so helpful um holy shit it's been amazing <laughs> I'll probably talk about it in an upcoming episode like how I created a loose schedule around my um menstrual cycle but <clears throat> That is a way that I kind of get around this energy of having to have a more fluid schedule is instead of creating like a 24 hour schedule for myself or even a weekly schedule, it's about my natural energy levels when I feel the best, when I'm going through personal periods of um, energy and rest and, and all that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, I do have certain cycles in my life and in my spiritual practice where things happen in waves. So I really like to use, I guess the, the period analogy is a good one for this, or like the lunar cycle. Um, sometimes I'll do like a novena candle spell or a seven day candle spell or a, um, a repetition of prayers <clears throat> or a repetition of petitions or offerings to a deity. But it usually has an end date to it. It's not typically like every single day. Um, it's typically, you know, let's say I'm working a candle, a candle spell with um, one of my deities. I will typically, you know, for that 14 days that the candle's burning or the seven days or whatever, I will do a daily ritual and then we'll have a little bit of a period off, kind of like, you know, building up the spell during the, the fuller waxing moon, I should say. And then kind of letting the energy fall and um, come to you know, a resting period and then going back and doing that again. That is how I like to structure my magical and spiritual practices. <clears throat> so here are a list of my magical non-negotiables. And I'm going to start by just talking about one at a time and we'll kind of go through the list. So the first magical non-negotiable, something that I do either, I, I mean, this one I try to do every day. This is probably the, the number one one that I do on a daily basis. 
And this is um, cleansing my space um, <clears throat> and cleansing my office and making sure things are energetically squeaky clean in those regards. Um, I think <laughs> the reason I, I know, I know the reason that partially that I, um, you know, have had my general books closed for sessions for a very long time. I, I do, you know, there's been certain exceptions throughout that, right? But um, generally my books have been closed um, for just like single session readings for, it's been over a year now. It's been almost 13 or 14 months. Um, and the reason for this is because I wasn't properly cleansing or I didn't have a routine um, of cleansing like I do now. And the energy that I was holding and holding space for was really intense for me. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm a really sensitive person. That's something that I also re realized throughout the process of being a professional reader, um, which I'm so grateful for, is realizing like I'm a very sensitive person to energy. And I think beforehand I was always like, no, like I'm really solid. Like I'm a Capricorn, like nothing's going to bother me like stone face. And um, yeah, I just did a lot of readings. And, and I think part of it was I was doing like a, a ton, a ton of readings and I, I should have been charging more. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of partially it's not just because um, I, I wasn't cleansing my space properly. But that was a big part of it where <clears throat> I would feel like sometimes I would just take people's energy home and it's not a bad thing to do that necessarily. Um, I mean, these are incredible clients and people that I love and people that I still work with to this day. But when you carry around people's energy, you can also carry around things that they worry about, things that plague them or that they're thinking about. And <clears throat> you kind of start to feel like you're not really yourself because you're just holding on the energies of so many people, right? So because of this experience, I have gotten into a daily routine of cleansing myself, cleansing my spaces, and doing cord cutting stuff on a daily basis. So <clears throat> what this looks like for me is um, if I work in my office, typically, if I don't, I won't necessarily cleanse it. Um, like if it's like a Saturday and I'm not doing any work, I, I won't necessarily cleanse my office. But on the days that I work, which is usually during the week, and especially on the days where I take clients, which are usually Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, I will cleanse my office. So I like to <clears throat> cleanse it at the start of the day. And if I have any sessions or um, even if I just work in my office, I, I like to cleanse it again at the end of the day. Um, and how I do this is through a variety of methods. Um, I really like doing the LBRP or any sort of banishing ritual that you prefer or that you like. Um, sometimes I call upon a deity to help me cleanse the energy in my space. Sometimes I burn incense and fumigate it through the whole space and maybe consecrate some blessed water and dab that around or, you know, splash that around in my office. Um, I like to spray down um, <clears throat> my surfaces, like my desk and things like that with um, blessed water that's been cleansed and sometimes that has been infused with some cleansing herbs um, things like rue or rosemary, <clears throat> that sort of thing. I also like smoke cleansing. Um, I typically use cypress or pine. Um, 
that sort of that sort of thing. Um, sometimes I just spray Florida water all over the place. I have like a um, huge spray bottle full of Florida water that I carry around my entire apartment all day um, and just spray everything in my spray myself down in the summer it's like how I cool down I just spray myself down with Florida water um (laughs) which is fun and so those are some of the things that I do um to cleanse my space and I, I try to do it every single day um another habit I've been implementing lately which has been so great has been doing the same thing in my bedroom after I sleep so basically I will take all the sheet or maybe not all the sheets off the bed but I'll take all the blankets off the bed and the pillows and I will do maybe a little bit of smoke cleansing maybe I'll do a banishing ritual or I will um spray down the sheets with either Florida water or some sort of blessed um, water that has either essential oils or herbs in it that are for cleansing purposes. Um, I do have wards in my bedroom and I will check on my wards and make sure they're good. Um, Sometimes I have a couple wards that need to be refreshed on like a weekly basis. Um, They just need to kind of just, yeah, just be changed or be refreshed. And so I'll do that. And then I will put all the uh, blankets back on the bed and make the bed. And so I love it when I do this, first of all, because it makes the bedroom smell fucking amazing. Uh, (laughs) And it's just a really nice, like squeaky clean energy um, in there so that it makes the bedroom a really soothing spot. I don't like to do work in my bedroom or do anything that's not resting in my bedroom. My bedroom's pretty small anyway, so like there's not a lot of room for that (laughs) where I'm currently living. But um, I try not to do anything in there and just try to make it a cozy space, so... I love that. Um, So yeah, cleansing and spiritual cleansing. Um, I sometimes, um, well, I shouldn't say sometimes. (laughs) I also try to cleanse myself on a daily basis. Like my my physical body, I'll do this through scraping my etheric body down with like an athame or a stone. Sometimes I will take a stone and um, sit in meditation with it and imagine that it's cleansing me and, and work with that visualization. Um, if I'm taking a shower or a bath that day, um, which I, you know, usually try to, at least for spiritual cleansing purposes on a daily basis. Um, I usually take like a, like a salt bath like once a week and then, um, sometimes more if I'm like just feeling really like a, like a, there's a lot of energy going on. Um, and then I try to shower once a day and I only wash my hair like once every couple days. Um, but I will do a shower uncrossing on myself where I just stand under the water. Um, I really like cold water for this because cold water is, I mean, cold showers are so good. Oh my God. That's like another thing I do on a, that's, that should be another, just its own. Maybe, maybe I'll make it because <laughs> since we're talking about it, that's another thing I love to do is cold showers. Oh my gosh. It's such a non-negotiable for me. Um, cold water is very cleansing, very naturally cleansing. Um, if you don't want to take a full cold shower, just like running your hands under cold water is so cleansing for your body. Um, hot water is a little bit inflammatory and so it's not quite as good for cleansing things. You'd sometimes think it is, right? Cause it's like burns things off. And so if you want to work with that imagery, you totally can. Um, when you're, when you're um doing a shower on crossing like you don't always it doesn't always have to be cold right for it to be magically (laughs) esoterically sound but um cold water right is anti-inflammatory and it sort of shocks 
the system and is really great, um, especially for the type of person that like worries about things a lot. Um, for me, I know that my brain creates a lot of problems <laughs> for me um, or tries to make things that I'm doing that are not problems into problems, worrying, etc. And <clears throat> cold showers is a good way to kind of interrupt that um, or it's a good thing that you can add into your weekly or daily routine that help to prevent that because every time your body gets sort of shocked by like cold water or um, sometimes like exercise or something like that, it goes, okay, we're going to work on this and we're going to work on bringing our body temperature up and we're going to solve this problem essentially. And so you're giving your your body like a problem on a daily basis to figure out or to solve, whether that be exercise or maybe getting, getting out of your comfort zone in some way, like trying something new <clears throat> on a daily basis or in my favorite is taking a cold shower because it yeah, it gives your body something to chew on and something to go, okay, this is a problem or a state of um, shock or sort of like crisis in the body almost that the body needs to figure out. And then it sort of helps the mind that wants to solve problems, which is the reason why it creates all these problems in your daily in your daily life that don't exist or that aren't really real problems, it gives that part of your brain something to chew on. So it's really great at training your body to not find problems with things that aren't problematic in your life. <laughs> so that is kind of a non-negotiable that I try to do on a daily basis or as much as I can. And it's kind of fun because it works and it builds up over time, right? Um, so the more you take them, the more you're training that system in your body to be resistant to stress, essentially, right? Um, which is cool. So um, cleansing and cold showers and all of that. Um, another non-negotiable is veiling. <laughs> now, I don't veil every single day <clears throat> because some days I just don't feel like it's super necessary. Like I'm not doing anything that day that would require me to veil and when I say require I don't mean that anybody's asking me to veil or it's something that I'm doing in devotion to a deity I know so many people who are pagan veilers or maybe even part of other religions that um, veil their head they're doing it um, as a devotional thing for a deity or a spirit um, I know a lot of priestesses of um, Hestia that you know veil because, you know, Hestia has always um, had worshippers that veiled their heads. It's always been a, a thing, you know, in in um, her devotion and her worship. Um, I know certain, yeah, other practitioners of, of other deities, pagan deities especially, that veil their heads in devotion to them. Um, it's sometimes something that your deity will ask of you or will challenge you to do. I've never been asked to veil by my deities, but it's just something that I really love to do because it protects my energy. It helps me feel more like myself, right? Because I'm keeping my energy to myself and um, I'm not allowing an excess amount of energy to be channeled and filtered through my, my crown chakra, essentially. So by covering that area, I'm putting <clears throat> kind of like a filter or a screen um, on that so I'm not over-absorbing the energy of others. Um, you, the, the beautiful thing about veiling too is when you read for other people or for yourself when your uh, head is covered, a lot of the times the messages come in a lot clearer, right? Because 
it blocks out all of the noise and you can just really channel very clearly. So it doesn't fully block out, you know, um, messages or anything like that. It just keeps you from absorbing, especially like more negative energies. Um, and there's things you can do with your veils that can help to sort of program them for that. But even if you don't, you know, use protection oil on your veils or, or do any other veil locking methods, um, that's just the natural thing that's going to happen when you veil is you're just going to feel like your energy is kept to yourself and you're not over absorbing the energy of others. Um, so it's something that I do on the days that I see clients on the days that I, um, on the days that I do any readings, if I do them, um, when I'm doing readings on Instagram live, um, when I'm voxering with my clients, um, Voxer is like the talk and text app that I use to communicate with my ongoing clients. Um, when I'm talking to them, typically I will veil. Um, I mean, you know, I won't like, let's say I have a Voxer come in and I am not veiling. I'm not going to just throw on a veil for that conversation. But if I, um, you know, you know what I mean? But if I'm doing a client work day and, um, I know I'm going to be talking to clients, whether it's in Voxer or in person or, um, on Zoom, I'll just throw a veil on, you know what I mean? Um, sometimes when I go outside, like when I go into large stores or like Target or things like that, I will veil um, just because, yeah, I don't want to pick up random energy from people, um, that kind of stuff, right? So it's, it's really great for just shielding and protecting your energy. I would say I veil like three or four days out of the week. Um, yeah. So I love doing it. It's so fun. And it's really, really helpful at just keeping keeping it all to yourself. You know what I mean? Um, so veiling is a total non-negotiable for me. Another non-negotiable for me is praying to my deities or spending time with my deities in some capacity. But um, prayers are really fun and easy for me because they're things that a lot of the times you can memorize or maybe you can write them yourself or you can just have little prayer cards that you keep with you or in your wallet or in your pocket so you can always have it with you but I love praying to my deities because there's been times in my life where I haven't had altars for my deities I do now which is great but there's been some times in my life where either I was just kind of over having an altar, like I just felt like it wasn't adding to my practice in any way um, or to my devotional work, um, which is, you know, I've had certain phases of that in my magical life, Um, or I've been traveling a lot or I've been moving or I was, you know, on a vacation or something and I just couldn't go and and spend time with them at their designated, you know, spot in my, in my place. Um, and so having prayers with me or memorizing prayers have been super impactful. And it's something that, you know, even throughout the day, I can just say them under my breath, right. Or say them in my head. Um, especially when I just really want to connect to a deity at that time. I also like to go on walks and say prayers to deities while I'm on the walk. Like I'll just walk, you know, around a graveyard and say prayers to Hades. Prayer and saying prayer and reciting prayer is so activating. It's, you know, you can evoke deities that way. You can give offerings to deities that way. Like if you don't have anything else to give them, or maybe you're starting to work with a deity and you don't really know what they like yet, or you're just, you're just, you know, you're not really there yet in terms of giving them an offering. 
prayer is one of the best offerings you could ever give and it's so thoughtful and you can even write your own and they can be really impactful. Um, sometimes when I am kind of feeling like mentally a little, you know, a little kind of in a rut or whatever is going on, um, and I'm not feeling like a hundred percent, um, I like to say prayers, um, Sometimes I like to say them over affirmations too, because sometimes affirmations, I love affirmations, but <clears throat> sometimes for me, affirmations can feel kind of like a shadow work practice where sometimes I'll say them or I'll listen to them and <clears throat> it feels so far from where I'm at that, um, or my brain will kind of start to be like, is that really, can we really believe that or whatever? <laughs> Which is kind of the whole point of saying them anyway is to, you know, uh, normalize these things, but sometimes um, it feels kind of like a shadow work practice to me, where like sitting and listening to them can bring up a lot of emotion for me. And so sometimes I don't like to do that when I'm um, just already kind of in uh, a more depressive mood. And so instead, I will say prayers to deities. And <clears throat> there's prayers, you know, that I say to Hades that are for. Um, a financial abundance. There are prayers that are for different spellwork purposes. Um, and there's just regular devotional prayers like the Orphic hymns and uh, prayers that I've, I've written and things like that. Um, so there are a variety of, of things that I could say and do. So if, let's say I'm, you know, reciting a prayer, but I also kind of want to add in a level of manifestation or affirmation to it, you can always find or write a prayer that is going to resonate with that part of the deity, right? And is going to ask them for assistance in that area of your life. And sometimes that feels a lot better to me and less um, like of a shadow work practice than really like saying the affirmations does. I really only say affirmations or... Um, well, sometimes saying them is nice, right? Because we're kind of like working on reprogramming. Um, but I only really listen to affirmations if I'm like in a really good headspace. I would, I will say, and this is going to be my next one, <laughs> which is EFT tapping. Um, it's such a non-negotiable for me. EFT tapping is the way that I bridge this problem. Um, <clears throat> because EFT tapping is a way of releasing emotions and letting emotions flow through you and processing things and <clears throat> it just happens so quickly and it's such a quick transformation how i can go into a tapping session that's like 10 minutes long right like it's not very long at all and i can go into it feeling really down <laughs> on a subject or just kind of depressive or whatever it is and i can come out feeling so much better about that topic or so much more regulated in my nervous system or just so much more open mentally and the limiting beliefs I can just feel them <laughs> dissolving and, and going away and slipping away which is so nice so EFT tapping is a non-negotiable for me and I try to do it every single day um, because of this reason because you know it allows me to experience what I want um and release the emotions that are maybe holding me back from that, as well as process anything that's coming up for me around it and um, helps to validate me and release the emotional charge behind a lot of things in my life and a lot of areas of my life that are naturally kind of like emotionally charged, right? Or we're, we're taught to be emotionally charged around them, like money or relationships or you know, fear of failure or confidence and self-worth issues, like all of these things we are trained to be 
emotionally bound to and not trained to think of scarcity and to notice scarcity. We're, we're trained to um, think of ourselves as not perfect pe- people and not perfect beings um, and that we need to do all this or buy all this or consume all this or, or whatever in order to become whole, right? I mean, we are trained for this stuff. And so sometimes it can, you know, it can be the thing that on a daily basis I, I look to, to work on. Um, so EFT tapping is a daily spiritual um, and mental health non-negotiable for me. It's just so helpful. At your own pace and you're totally welcome to repeat these exercises as much as you want. EFT does really well when you create repetition or you create a routine um, because again EFT helps to release the emotional charge we have around certain negative limiting beliefs or neural pathways that aren't serving us and it helps us to almost train our brain to see these neural pathways as not essential so that we can begin the work of reprogramming and creating some new pathways so the reason why we do this on eclipses or the reason why i recommend doing this on eclipses or during these time periods in particular is eclipses are these lunar events and you know these events where the energies of the luminaries are being blocked right you know if it's a solar eclipse the sun is blocking out or sorry the moon is blocking out the sun if it's a lunar eclipse the sun is blocking out the moon and um in either of those instances there's almost like this underworld journey you know this dark journey that the two luminaries go through and so the sun is the ego and the self and the moon is the the subconscious right and so when the two come into this period of darkness it's actually this beautiful regenerative period where we get to magically rewire and reprogram um so that's why i recommend doing this on eclipses i typically don't recommend doing like any type of manifestation work on eclipses and that's just a general statement um you know take it or leave it (laughs) if you don't resonate with it that's totally fine the reason for this is again the luminaries are being blocked um and the luminaries are the two major magical bodies um, that help you manifest things, right? The sun and the moon, when they come together, are how witches manifest, and, and it sort of explains how it works, right? And especially if you're somebody that manifest along with the moon cycles and that's a big part of your practice um i i definitely wouldn't wouldn't recommend doing that during these eclipses just because um the moon isn't operating how it usually does right (laughs) the moon is like in a dark stormy um club basement or something you know the moon is hanging out with hades in the underworld uh they're not here you know doing the same cycles as they typically do right it's just sort of a break in the cycle and when you have a break in the cycle it's an amazing thing to use for reprogramming, right? I mean, the whole idea of uh, neural reprogramming is all about breaking cycles and getting out of your comfort zone and finding new paths. And that's what the eclipse can help you do. So it's much more about receiving clarity and receiving transformation and experiencing faded events rather than like manifesting them. Um, But I can't wait to see you in Eclipse Elixir if this program is speaking to you. Another thing that I love to do is I love to ask for messages or signs or set an intention 
when I'm going to go out and run errands um, and I wait for divination or signs that come through in those errands. So let me describe this to you a little bit more so you can fully understand it. So um, I'll kind of tell a little bit of a story with this. Um, so a couple of years ago, I was reading this encyclopedia of divination. Um, I think it was a book that <laughs> my husband just had. He has like a huge collection of books. And um, I, I just found it in his collection of books. Um, and I was like, whoa, what is this? And so I was reading through it. And in this um, encyclopedia, it had this page that was about um, divination through... <clears throat> being like in marketplaces basically or being like at the mall or being like in a grocery store or something and i was like okay this is interesting to me and basically it was a um divination that people used with hermes the deity hermes in the greek pantheon who is the god of commerce and travel and communication and you know all of those meeting areas right and so um these people would ask hermes or pray to hermes and say hey hermes um I need help with answering this question. I'm going out today in the public square uh, or in a cafe or in a marketplace or something, and I'm going to listen to the conversations that people talk about. I'm going to be on the lookout for signs. Please give me my answer to this question through either a sign or a conversation that I overhear. And so I thought that the, that was so cool. And so ever since then, I started doing that. Um, I maybe don't do it every time I go out because sometimes I just don't have any questions <laughs> to ask, but I will address Hermes. Um, or just my spirit team in general, my spirit guides in general. And I will say, hey, Hermes, or hey, spirit team, um, I am going out, you know, I'm in my car, I'm walking to go run errands. Um, I need an answer to this question. So please provide that to me through some sort of sign or, or something like that. And it's been so interesting because I've had the funniest things happen with this. I've had, um, you know, I've gone to a grocery store and I've seen a balloon that was you know, how they sell balloons at the grocery store. I saw a balloon that was in the wrong section. Like it was not supposed to be, I think it was like by the meat or something. Like it was not supposed to be in that section. And it was just um, like a small kind of like handheld balloon. You know, those like small balloons that you can just, uh, you know, they're just, you can hold the hel- hold them with uh, your hand. Like it has like a stick attached to it. <laughs> they're just very small. Um, so there was one of those and it was like stuck in the meat. <laughs> Or like near that section or something or like in just in a weird place and like somebody just left it there and it said I love you um, it was like a Valentine's Day balloon <clears throat> or something and to me like that was such a sign I was like oh my gosh like it was an exact answer to a question that I was answering and it was just so perfect um i've had lots of things happen like this too where i'm driving to the grocery store or i'm driving you know to my destination um and the entire way i see like the same angel number like five or six times to the point where it's like a little excessive like okay like we get the message right um and then sometimes it literally happens like the divination book said where i'll go into a cafe and i'll you know, just set the intention to overhear a conversation and I'm there, you know, and I'm working on my stuff and I kind of forget about it. And then, you know, somebody sits down next to me and is on the phone and is like, you know, saying all these things that I'm like, oh my God, this is like, they were talking to me or something. So that is something I love to do. Um, I've known witches that have done this when they're like thrifting or when they run any errand um, at, at all. 
and they just pay attention to what they see. And sometimes, <clears throat> you know, if you don't have a question, you can still participate in this, but just make sure that you ask your spirit team or set the intention before you run the errand um, or maybe on the way to receive some sort of sign, right? Um, that's my big tip for receiving signs because I often get asked like, how do I know it's a sign? What if it's just, you know, <laughs> um, what if it's just like a repeating number? Like doesn't have to, is it necessarily a sign, right? There's this thing in your brain called the reticular activating system. That's a pattern recognition system. And it's basically built into all humans to recognize patterns. It's the, it's the thing that activates when you're buying a certain car or like you want, let's say you really want to buy like you know, a new car and you have in mind the idea of what the car looks like or what the brand or the maker model is, the reticular activating system, since that car is on your mind, will, um, you, when you're driving around, you'll see that car over and over and over again. And it's just a pattern recognition system, right? So, um, you know, people ask me like, well, how do I know it's not my reticular activating system? And the best way to <clears throat> work around this is to set the intention beforehand that you're looking for signs, right? And then the reticular activating activating system is working for you in the sense that it's on the lookout for signs. It's it's open to receiving those signs, right? And then the signs will come in. Um, I don't think the reticular activating system is a bad thing. I think some people are sometimes like, oh, it disproves, you know, um, uh, signs or synchronicities or things like that. And it's not true. It's just, I mean, humans are fated beings we walk with fate we live in our fate we you know fulfill small destinies and prophecies every single day um and of course we would have a mechanism in our psyche that is sort of obsessed with fate right and um a system that's all about pattern recognition it's all about synchronicity um i think the reticular activating system has roots in our sort of primal need to receive divination. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing or something that you should let sway you, right? Um, but that being said, sometimes you see signs, like you see angel numbers and you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is about. Like, what is this trying to tell me, right? And maybe in that instance, it's probably, it might not be something for you that day. Um, maybe it's just a number that, you know, you can put in the back of your head for later. Um, but you'll know when a sign is a sign, right? Like something I do, this is maybe, I don't know if this is a spiritual non-negotiable, but it's something I just do on a daily basis or whenever I get coffee. Um, I get coffee typically at like Dunkin' Donuts and they have a order number on the coffees. Like when you order them, um, it'll just come with like an order number on the coffee or on the order. I think Starbucks does this too. <clears throat> And um, I always look at my order number just to see what it is. <laughs> Sometimes it's a number that is like a lucky number for me. Sometimes it's a number that I've been seeing a lot. Um, and if, if it's one of those, I will, you know, take that as a sign, right? Especially if I was thinking something earlier that day or feeling something or was looking for some sort of clarity on something, I will really take that as, as a sign as like, okay, like I'm meant to lean into this or I'm meant to, you know, accept this as clarity or something but on the days where the number doesn't resonate with me I don't even give it a second thought right <laughs> so that's another thing that you can do with your signs right is just only only follow the ones that really resonate for you and sometimes when I see an angel number it doesn't resonate for me and that's totally fine right okay 
Um, so those <laughs> are my spiritual non-negotiables. I'm sure there are plenty more things that I do on a daily basis. Um, and so maybe at some point I'll make a part two to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk very soon.